0: Father, we pray that your word may be written in our hearts and that we might learn what it means to enter into the prayer of Jesus for the sake of his kingdom and your glory. Amen. Praying for others, intercessory prayer, is something that we all do. It's something that most people, the world, overdo at some point or another, especially those in crisis. Mayan was praying, I think, practically all night for a family who were on a flight that was delayed and were concerned about them. Whenever there are issues in our lives, we turn to God in prayer and we cry out to him on behalf of others. So I want to think about how that happens. What is, first of all, intercessory prayer? What is it about? And secondly, on a practical level, how might we do it? There's so many different ways that we can pray for others. Just to give a few examples. Having read a little bit about this in, in Richard Foster's book on prayer, he puts it very beautifully when he answers the question, What is it? And he says, it is a way of loving others. A way of loving others. And that really struck me because I always think, oh, I'm so rubbish at loving people. I wish I could love people more and do things for people and give time to people. And it strikes me that if praying for people is a way of loving them, maybe one of the most important ways of loving them, then that is something that I can do wherever I am, whoever I'm with. The reason I think that he says it's a way of loving others is because praying for others points uh, us away from ourselves and toward others and their needs. And he says that actually there's nothing more important that we can do. As we learn to live this life, we, and we learn to live uh, for others and pray for others, what we're actually doing and why it's so important is, of course, bringing them before a God who can do immeasurably more than anything we can ask, pray, or think, or imagine, quote Paul in Philippians. We can't do things for people that God can do. We can't bring healing to someone. We can comfort them. We can visit them. Went to see Stacy in hospital uh, two days ago. He's in quite an immobile state. He can't move very much without a huge amount of pain. And they're hoping they can paint some pain blockers into his back. He doesn't have shingles, but he has a great deal of immobility. I don't know how long it'll be before he is able to come back to church. There's nothing I could do except be there and to pray for him and to pray with him. And we can pray for him and for so many others who we feel powerless to do anything about. Except that we come to a God who is able, in the mystery of his time and in his way, to do things that only he can do. So through prayer, we are engaging with the power of God at work. Praying individually and also with others. Corporate intercession is an incredibly powerful way of coming before God in prayer. And we see here in the scriptures, right from the earliest days of the people of Israel, Moses, recognising that, yes, they sent Joshua into battle. He's a young fighter, a great guy who's got real courage and vision and leadership skills. Moses' days were coming to an end. He wasn't in a position to do lots of things. But he knew that God had called him in this situation to be a man of prayer so he did what he could do whilst joshua did what he could do and he went to the top of the mountain that thin place a place of encounter with god and he lifted up his hands which was a traditional way of praying for the jewish people still is for many across the world lifted up his hands he was an old man And to lift up your hands and to stand in prayer is very tiring. So he was realistic about that. He had two of his best mates with him. uh, Her and Aaron. And they they got a concrete pillar or some sort of big stone. So he could sit down on it. Oh, that's better. But he still found his arms were getting tired. It's very easy for us to get weary in prayer, isn't it? For us to... Yet, oh, I keep praying all this time and nothing's happening, you know. But the help of others came to his rescue, one on one arm and one on the other, lifted his hands up. I don't know whether Moses said very much. It's not recorded he said anything. It, all that's recorded is that he said he lifted up his hands in prayer. He's looking Godward whilst having an eye on the battle down there and they noticed Every time Moses' hands were lifted up and he was engaged with God in the spiritual battles, then God's people were, were winning the battle. And he grew weary and started to give up. But then the Amalekites, the enemies of God's people, started to have the upper hand. A very powerful um, picture of the power of prayer in the spiritual battles that we face and in our world and that are raging all the time. We're not all called to be the ones on the front line in leadership roles, courageously doing stuff. Some of us don't have bodies to be able to do that either. But we can all intercede. We can all Engage in that spiritual warfare in the name of Jesus. Stacy, in his hospital bed has got a lot of time to look to God and to pray and that is what he's doing and that's what you do so much of the time and that is the best way you can love other people and bring God's power at work into any situation. It's awesome, really, isn't it, to think that we're actually engaged in communication with God when we pray. And it's absolutely not a human activity. It's something that we do, but we are not alone in our praying. For the Bible clearly teaches that our small, feeble prayers Are united with the holy and all powerful prayers of Jesus. You'll be familiar with that great passage in Romans 8, where Paul speaks of the way in which Christ has overcome death, triumphed over his enemies. Christ Jesus, he says in Romans 8, 34, who died, yes, who was raised, who sits now at the right hand of God, who indeed ever lives, to what? Intercede for us. To intercede for us, for the world. In other words, to stand in the gap or to be the bridge between us and our prayers, which this Bible describes like incense going up to the throne of God's grace. And the person of the Father to whom all prayer is directed. In 1 Timothy 2 verse 5, St. Paul writes, there is one mediator between God and people, just one, the man Christ Jesus. What he's saying in this and other passages is that Jesus is the one who now opens the way for prayers to come before the Father of all mercies, the great God of heaven. So it's with humility, with reverence, with awe that we come to God in prayer. And our prayer is that God the Father, through Jesus Christ, our Lord in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the triune God, the Trinity of God that is totally involved, inviting us to be part of that Holy Trinity of love. That our love is joined with the love of the Spirit, the Son and the Father that is longing to see God's ways, God's work being released in our world where evil has so much hold and yet will never be victorious. As God's people hold up holy hands in prayer, whether it's physical or spiritual, God is the one who we all know brings victory in his way and in his time. Amazing thing to do. So what is intercessory prayer? Well, it's Basically, loving others, a way of loving others, and it's a way to the Father's heart, the heart of love that is opened up by Jesus, the one who, in love, reconciles us to God. So very briefly, secondly, how, how can we do it? How could we do it? What are the different opportunities we have? Well, if we pray out of love, We can pray according to the scriptures with boldness and with expectancy. How do we do it? Boldly and expectantly. And you remember how Jesus in that parable of the friend at midnight speaks of a God who is far more willing to hear and answer our prayers than the the person who was all tucked up with his children in bed. Not surprisingly, he didn't want to get out of bed. But Jesus says, look, if that guy gets out of bed with all his human frailty, though he is evil, not evil in a nasty sense, but, you know, though he's just human, how much more will God hear and and answer the prayers of those who come to him who day by day, persistently, boldly, expectantly come to him in prayer? Now, I haven't got time, and I don't know whether I could start to explain why God doesn't answer prayers just like that. And when we ask, you know, bang. All I know is that he's not a slot machine. We don't put prayers in and out come the answers. In fact, I remember hearing... um, uh, um, Oh, name's gone. One person. (laughs) Say that uh, uh, she was very glad that uh, God didn't answer every prayer that she asked for because she would have... uh, married the wrong man seven times. Oh, that's Billy Graham's wife. That's right, Billy Graham's wife. So sometimes, you know, you never know quite what is going on. And it's heartbreaking when we don't see, we don't seem to see answers to prayer straight away. This is the mystery of God. But we do know that Jesus teaches us in this parable and many others how important it is to continue and be persistent and bold in prayer. So we can ask boldly and expectantly, knowing that God is a good God and will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him, or good gifts. He gives us the Spirit that enables us to find a way through as we listen to him and draw on his strength. And that's the other way, I think, that we can, we can pray for others, boldly, expectantly, but also responsibly. Responsibly. Listening to the whispers of God. It's sometimes helpful to have a structure. In our intercessions in church, we often use a simple structure, praying for the church, for the world, for the suffering, etc. But when we are seeking to be faithful to God, we can listen maybe to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, that we might pray according to God's will. So for example, when I was taking the dog for a walk this morning, I was just uh, walking on and off, and I used that time to praise God and to thank Him. It's not difficult this morning on such a beautiful morning. But uh, a name popped into my head of a, a student I was at college with hundreds of years ago. And I've never thought about her and didn't even remember her for, for about 30 years. But her name came into my head. So I just offered it to God in prayer. I don't know. But how many times have you experienced, you know, when something like that has happened to you or some, something has been happening in your life and somebody said to you, oh, you know, I was praying for you at that time. And something amazing happened that you only you know that God was at work in. God works in mysterious ways, His wonders to perform. Sometimes when I'm awake in the middle of the night, usually about three o'clock, I start. I think I might have mentioned this before. I, I try to pray going through the alphabet, starting at A, and just waiting for a name to come into my head, beginning with A. Then I go on to the B, and then wait for another person to come into my head. And then C, and then D. And usually by about Y, I'm asleep. (laughs) I must start the other end of the alphabet next time I go through. But you often are part of my praying in the middle of the night. More um, systematically, we go through the church directory, which again is an alphabetical thing. And as you know, Maggie sends out requests for people. Four people each week asking for any requests for prayer, allowing God to move us, and then they are prayed for on Monday mornings or on Wednesdays as we gather for prayer. Opportunities to prayer abound. You could do that yourself, or you could like, take the parish directory, your church directory, when you go and visit a friend and say, Well, look, let's have a cup of coffee, let's uh, enjoy a chat. But let's spend five minutes just praying for two people from the church directory this morning. You don't need to know anything about them. You can say, Lord, please bless Sophie according to her need. Amen. Simple. But it's a powerful thing. and You never know what God is going to do. So corporate prayer. Praying for others together. It is a way that God enables us to work with him in bringing in his kingdom. It's a way of loving people. And it's a way of responding to God's great command to be those who work and seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and trusting that all the things we worry about and that we need will be given to us as well. Amen.